Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Bestseller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bestseller TV. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. We're here with Jack Myers. He's the author of The Future of Men, Masculinity in the 21st Century, Men on Trial. It really grabs you. Welcome. Thanks. <laughs> it's good timing. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, right now we're having a moment. We were talking off camera of, well, it's a big moment, outing mm-hmm. very powerful men, not only in Hollywood, but in all industries, you know, revealing these discretions that have been going on for years and years and years. So, Having you on now, it's very timely. So what are your thoughts? Why do you think your book is more relevant than ever? Well, it's more relevant than ever because a lot of the predictions in the book or the forecasts in the book or the realities in the book that came out through my research over the last several years Mm -hmm. are now being manifest in society. We're seeing them there. It's not just outing. It's really men's uh, discretions, indecency, and behaviors over the past decades are really finally coming to the surface. It's not like we haven't known about them. It's not like women haven't been experiencing them. Mm -hmm. Women now have the power to... Uh, be able to disclose them uh, without, although we're still seeing repercussions right. and attacks on women and mm-hmm. will continue to, they now have the power yeah. to have their voices heard. Right. And that's a big change. And it's one of the changes that I anticipated in the book. Yeah. I mean, now now it's front page news is the difference. Um, but let's talk about some of those changes you anticipated. Tell us what the book delves into and some of the things, like we said, you wrote this before this whole swath of, of outing, so to speak. Yeah. Although it, it was, uh, the, a lot of the research was being done during the presidential election. Mm-hmm. And so there was a slightly different perspective right. on a lot of things right. then. There was a perspective of uh, men still being able to get away uh, with these behaviors. And of course, they still are. And there's mm-hmm. still a, a major undercurrent in society uh, where men aren't being outed, where, the, where women are still afraid uh, to disclose the truths that are happening mm-hmm. uh, throughout uh, culture, business, uh, organizations, families. Mm-hmm. And what led me to the future of men uh, were two things. One, a, a book by Hannah Rawson called The End of Men. She talks in that book about the shifting realities in terms of the, the expansion of women's education, of women's role in the economy, of women's role in, in society right. and in families. Um, so I really wanted to take a look at, well, what's the research on uh, the future of men and where men are? And there was no research. The only way I was able to really dig down into what's happening with men was take the, the research being done on women and flip it hmm. and look at the, uh, the counter side of that and, and realize that that story had not been told uh, about the, the future of men and, and where we're headed to. Right. I was going to ask you, how did you do your research here? Because you said there was nothing that you could sort of resort to. Yeah. So was this just a lot of interaction? A lot of interaction, a lot of conversations, visiting college campuses. I'm, my focus is really heavily on this next generation that's just coming up uh, out of high school, out of college. Mm-hmm. We call it uh, Gen Z. It's the generation born after 1995, after the internet. They're the first generation to grow up with the internet, right. with mobile. And they're culturally very different. They have very different attitudes. Uh, a third of young men in that generation consider themselves to be feminist. More than uh, 50% of Gen Z have grown up in either fatherless homes or homes where the mother is an equal or uh, 
primary wage earner. Yeah. Uh, they've grown up where most of their teachers are women, where their classmates are women. 60% of college students today are female. Young men have grown up in a very different world. So I wanted to tell their story mm -hmm. and understand what's happening to them because in many ways, the young men today are, are forgotten and they're, the outing or the attitudes that are now being uh, recognized in terms of uh, the negative patriarchy, the realities of the negative patriarchy, uh, the misogyny, the mm -hmm. sexism, the objectification. The younger generation really doesn't have, for the most part, those same attitudes, those same realities in their lives. So I want to protect them mm -hmm. also. I want, I want mothers and wives and girlfriends and sisters uh, as well as the young men, uh, to realize that young men today need support. They need help to uh, assure that they don't follow these same addictions that their older brothers or fathers or grandfathers right. have followed. Yeah, and you say that you know young men aren't your primary readers. So I asked you who are the primary readers, and you said women. You know, women. women. You're relying on women to teach you know the content of this book to two men. And almost all of my speaking engagements have been to women's groups, TED mm -hmm. Women, the 3% Conference, mm -hmm. the She Summit. Uh, the women are much more interested in hearing the stories because women by nature take responsibilities right. uh, for the family. And so they're more nurturing and they're looking at, uh, again, their, their sons, their, uh, their husbands or brothers and, and looking at, well, what can they learn right. what can, to help them understand that? I've heard from so many uh, parents of, of young men, uh, of boys who have told me they see the characteristics, the traits, and they're really concerned about their sons. Uh, we're, we're hearing more and more about this lean out generation. We have the lean in generation right. of uh -huh. young women who are empowered to be anything sure. they want. Uh, but what have we been telling our sons as they've been growing up? We've been uh, telling them you know, to man up, to be a real man. Big boys don't cry. Uh, you don't want to be a nurse. You don't want to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. uh, well, with industrial jobs collapsing and with more jobs available that uh, tend to relate more to traditional female qualities, uh, collaboration, multitasking, uh, where do the young men go if they're not encouraged to right. go into those fields? So uh, also, you know, we mentioned earlier, you write men on trial. What do you mean by that? Well, men are on trial right now. Well, right now, but when you wrote the when book. When I wrote the book, yeah. well, uh, the first couple of chapters of the book uh, uh -huh. really talk about men being on trial. We mm -hmm. talk about uh, how social media is not allowing us to get away with, uh, with our behavior mm -hmm. uh, anymore and how uh, our, all of us as men have to look back at our, at our lives and say, what have we done uh, that could get us in the same kind of trouble that we're seeing Harvey Weinstein and so many others? Uh, where can we be outed? And mm -hmm. uh, I think there are a lot of men who are uh, questioning themselves today. Mm -hmm. And we're not only being put on trial by the women uh, in our lives and, and around us, but we're putting ourselves on trial. Right. I think we're, we're really asking ourselves and questioning our behavior and what can we do to avoid passing those behaviors on to our sons? I know very early in my uh, career, my, my dad never told me, deny, deny, deny mm -hmm. if you get caught. Uh, but uh, Right, that's one of the chapters in the book, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's called Deny, 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 Men's Destructive Instinct to Lie. Delve a little more into that. What do you, we're, we're I'm, I'm not a man, so what yeah. do you mean by that? Well, whether it's in sports, if, if uh, we're called... Uh, safe at first base and we know we're out, we, you know, we're mm -hmm. certainly not going to say, well, I was out and walk off. Right. Uh, it's part of the sport. Uh, but is that, 
is that right? Um, and, and even if we say, well, don't do it, but is there any coaching at the end that says, you know, lying is not healthy. It's not good. It's not smart. We're taught to lie our way out of trouble in school. We're taught to, as we get older, my first boss, uh, I guess I'm outing him right now, who is <laughs> screwing around uh, at work. Uh, and, and I was, and he said, you know, if you get caught, deny, deny, deny. And that was the first time I'd really heard deny, deny, wow. deny. But I've continued to hear it throughout my life. Huh. And I think... See, as a woman, sorry to interrupt you, I haven't heard that. No one's ever said that to me, deny, deny, deny. Well, no, a woman, yeah. you, you wouldn't. And but I'm women, saying it not just, you know, in a social, I'd say aside from a social capacity, just in another capacity, a professional capacity. And, and it's it's other kinds of behavior, too. So when I was began my research on the book and I'd be in a small group at a social gathering or a business gathering of men, three or four men, I'd time it. Uh, how long is it going to be before there's an inappropriate joke, uh, objectifying right. comment? The average right. time was less than two minutes. Wow, isn't that something? So after, after a little bit of this, I started saying, you know, I'm writing a book about the future of men, and I, and I really, uh, learning what I'm learning, I'm offended by your comment. I'd say that to other men, and I don't want to be a part of this conversation. So about a, a third of the men laughed at me. They thought I was joking. About a third of the men were offended by mm -hmm. it. About a third of the men would come over to me and ask me, what do you mean? And they'd want right. more inf information, more insight. And I, and I know that uh, there are several young men whose lives I changed, who mm -hmm. stopped behaving in that way, who stopped showing inappropriate pictures or telling inappropriate stories or making inappropriate comments. And they've, their, their lives have been radically changed. And I think we can radically change the lives of many young men and women who, who love them and care about them. And that's the point of the book, I guess, right? You, in this book, you detail how to affect how do we, Men of the future, right? Absolutely. Uh, there, there are a lot of chapters that talk about the realities that we're confronting, the mm -hmm. challenges, the educational, economic uh, realities. But then I also present a number of solutions as mm -hmm. well. One of the primary solutions uh, relate to media and the way men are presented on television. Mm -hmm. we, we've had decades of attention to uh, ending the objectification of women in media and commercials and advertising and on programming, given giving women more prominent roles and more dominant roles. But yet we still see Homer Simpson as the most iconic TV dad of the last two decades. Mm -hmm. You go back further than that, you have Bill Cosby, and that's a yeah. whole other story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then you have Peter Griffin from The Family Guy. You have animated characters to find Mm -hmm. Even dad role models, men are typically the buffoon, uh, the idiot made mm -hmm. fun of, or the, the butt of the jokes. Right. Uh, in commercials, you, you have worse. You have men are who are sexist and misogynistic, who are right. a cohort among themselves being served by beautiful, you know, scantily clad women. Yeah. Uh, this is inappropriate, and mm -hmm. we need to give men better role models and, and show better behavior uh, in, in advertising and in media. Uh, education. Uh, mm -hmm. Men are undereducated. We're the undereducated gender now. Sixty percent of yeah, college I read that. students I that was are yeah. female, and uh, men are dropping out of high school, especially in the uh, uh, lower income uh, sectors of the economy, uh, at record rates. Mm -hmm. And there's no future for them. They're not finding jobs because there aren't the manufacturing jobs available. Uh, they're not being given opportunities. And where there are jobs in the service industries, nursing, education, uh, 
uh, they're not men, you know, they're not real men if mm -hmm. they're in those roles. Yeah. So we need more positive portrayals uh, there, but we need to pay attention to men in education. We do need to bring gaming into the schools. We need to keep the boys in the high schools. Mm -hmm. uh, we need to encourage them to go to community college. We need college loan relief programs mm -hmm. more aggressively than we do today. Yeah. We certainly can't put in a tax plan uh, that reduces college loan relief right. and, and deductions. And then there are a number of other solutions. Uh, Stay-at-home dads, we need to really honor stay-at-home dads instead yeah. of saying, well, what are you doing if they uh, say stay-at-home dads thinking, well, they're out of work. Right. That's not healthy. Yeah, I was just saying off camera, I find that so fascinating when I do meet a stay-at-home dad. Wow, it's so unique. It makes exactly. it different. It's not the norm yet. And it's becoming, and it's becoming more, more of the norm. It's becoming more and, and more. And especially because women are uh, in 13 of the top 15 growth industries, mm -hmm. uh, women represent 60 to 70 percent of the employee base today. Yeah. And they're staying in their jobs because they're being better paid in the large cities like New York, San Francisco, right. L.A., Chicago, women under 30 childless and single are out earning young men by about 20%. Wow, Nationally, lot. it's by 8%. Mm -hmm. So women are more likely to stay in their jobs. They're likely to have families later, and they're going to move up into the C-suites. One of the interesting dynamics of the outing that we're seeing now, yeah. and the question I've been, I've been wondering about is whether this is going to open up the executive ranks, because men will be quietly or with a lot of noise mm -hmm. uh, being told to leave their jobs. Right. And women are going to move into those roles. Yeah, so this is a really it's interesting, a very interesting time. In time. Mm -hmm. C-suite radio. But do you think we're really going, we might see a shift in that capacity, Jack, but in terms of this shift in gender norms, you talked about how men are portrayed in the media along with women. I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about money. So is Hollywood really going to change you know, women being objectified, you know, young men watching these movies, boys watching these movies where you see scantily clad women and the buffoon guy, mm -hmm. as, as you mentioned earlier. I mean, you know, money talks. So if that's what sells magazines, that's what's selling movies. I don't well, know if we'll ever really see that know, change. We might see it in the C-suite, like you mentioned, yeah. but in the fantasy world, I don't know. Well, it's a great question. Uh, I know there are actors uh, in Hollywood who are the macho characters. Mm -hmm. Justin Baldoni on The CW is, mm -hmm. is one of them, who recently spoke at uh, TED Women, and he's talking about how his character is, you know, it, you, you typically see him without a shirt because right. he's, you know, stud. Yeah. Uh, but inside, he's very different. Uh -huh. And he's, uh, he's really come out in that context as a sensitive, soft, uh, emotionally open uh, man, but his character hasn't allowed him to be there. So mm -hmm. I think we're seeing more and more men in Hollywood willing to be emotionally open. So whatever they are on screen, and, and the more macho they are on screen, right. the more real man, the more Superman uh, they are on screen, I think the more vocal they're going to be about that's not representative of who they are as a person, as mm -hmm. a human being. I think we're going to see marriages staying together longer. I think we're going to see relationships being presented less sensationally mm -hmm. and more from the human side. Right. Um, and, and I think we're going to see uh, one of the things we have to see in, in advertising in movies are dads with their sons. Most of the commercials now that show the softer side of dads are dads with their daughters, yeah. which is healthy and yeah. great. Uh -huh. We need to see dads with their sons, True. too.
Yeah. So I think we'll see more of that. I hope you're we'll right. We'll also have the macho guys. It's yeah, inevitable. I mean, I think there's we'll some things the that just, right, women. that, yeah, won't. I mean, I, you also just have to wonder, if it's in our DNA. You know, we, mm -hmm. we talk about, you were saying off camera, you know, unfortunately, we live in a world where women are objects. You know, women are called pretty. Men aren't called pretty. Some are. Well, but, you know, like you say, you well, were we're called macho. We're yeah, called, these are stereotypes. Yeah, right. And that doesn't mean that men can't be macho mm -hmm. and still be sensitive and open. And it doesn't mean that women can't be beautiful mm -hmm. and still be smart, intelligent, and right. and, and uh, professionally successful. So is it your hope in this book? I mean, do you feel that uh, this idea of be a man, you know, man up, are young boys still hearing that? Are they still learning that? And that's what you effuse in this book to You know, you know I was recently on, on a sports field mm -hmm. and the little boy got hurt. And mm -hmm. the first thing that dad ran out and, and did mm -hmm. was say, don't cry. Big boys don't cry. Yeah. And I really wanted to go over to him. When he came off, I said, you know, wow. boys do cry. Right. And, and it's healthy to cry and it's okay to cry. Yeah. So I really do believe that this next generation of dads are critically important. We have to, as a culture, as a society, we have to focus on how we're fathering the next generation, no not doubt. just of men, but of women. And mm -hmm. fathering is not just being a dad. It's like mothering is not just being a, a biological yeah, mother. Fathering, a there are qualities and we need to reinvent the qualities around masculinity, what it means to be masculine in a more positive context. And we need to put an end to the addiction of mm -hmm. the negative patriarchy. And that's what the future of men is, I believe. I'm optimistic yeah. about it but only if we're paying attention yeah. to the reality. It's amazing information. I mean, there's so many wonderful chapters just to give everybody a, everybody a sneak peek. You know, we talked about men's destructive instinct to lie, sex sells, and you're, so, do, so do moronic men. We talked about that. The beer commercial, a barometer for sexism. Um, you talk a little bit about will and grace and how it changed America, but there are all these very topical uh, moments in the book. You know, we talked about the, you know, men being the undereducated gender, but, um, it's all very topical and it's a conversation we all need to have because men are in the spotlight, right? They're, they're in, under the lights right now. And I think you, you, you mentioned a lot of men are questioning what they thought was okay behavior. Oh, I did that. Am mm -hmm. I, you know, was, was that crossing a it line? Was culturally because, right, because it's like, it's become normalized. It's almost in, in the corporate world. It was almost required in some ways in mm -hmm. some companies, whether it was going to the strip club as part of your right. initiation. It's and still if part of Wall Street. the financial world. In we Wall have Street. to get, we have to completely rethink, uh, all of us, but men especially rethink our attitudes toward, toward strip clubs, toward prostitution, toward mm -hmm. pornography, uh, and toward intimacy. We mm -hmm. need to learn yeah. how to be intimate because a lot of our culture never taught us to be intimate. Right. So all of these things are part of what I get mm -hmm. into in the book and how yeah. we deal with, uh, the realities of this, uh, shift in transformation sure. in society and how young men are confused, conflicted, and confronted yeah. by this shift. It's a very teachable moment. You also, you, you out men's secret truths, which is uh, eye-opening you know, in and of itself, just getting a, a sneak peek into sort of the male psyche and you sort of acknowledging the do's and the don'ts. Although a lot of those secret truths are now being outed in the news. Yeah, it's, uh, so. yeah we're experiencing a very interesting uh, moment. Exactly. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, every day it's sort of, oh, who, who's going to, you know, be be on earth next, you know? And any, any woman who's concerned about these realities mm -hmm. and any man who really wants to focus on how, how we avoid this for, for future generations of mm -hmm. men and create healthier relationships yeah. should read this book. We'll see what the future of men holds. Uh, real quickly, what do you hope for the future of men in a, in a nugget? 
I hope for the future of men that uh, we learn uh, to help to father this next generation more effectively and that this generation that's just coming into their adult years uh, become great dads, great husbands, great lovers, great partners, mm -hmm. and uh, great colleagues. Well said. Well, the book is really terrific and very, very topical. Uh, I couldn't uh, endorse it more because it's a great, also a conversation piece just in general. You know, well, <laughs> everybody wants to talk about this, so we could go on forever, but I got to go. Thank you for being here. Thanks for inviting me. And if you'd like more information on the book, just check out our website, csweetbookclub.com, c-sweetbookclub.com. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time right here on Bestseller TV. Like what you just heard, visit c-sweetradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.